I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Broke Boy. Hey, Noah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just curious, how, how'd you choose the name Broke Boy? Oh, that's a... That's a great question. So, okay, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm broke, right? But it was like, uh, I was just choosing a handle on Twitter and I just felt like, uh, broke boy 96. So that's like my birth year, 1996, right? So it just felt a bit like, uh, old school, like, I guess in a sense where, mm-hmm. like when I play the older games such as like Mayfair Story, uh, RuneScape and so on. Like people tend mm-hmm. to have like their their birth years at the back, you know, like some like a handle ninety six or ninety five. So I yeah. thought that just like broke boy ninety six itself, it just sounded catchy and like funny in some ways. Like so that was how I actually decided on the handle. But I don't there's not much deep meaning behind it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No that, that makes sense. That's all good. Um, and so for those listening, uh, broke boy is not docs, which what that means, it's kind of, you know, a crypto kind of thing. Um, basically it means that he hasn't necessarily revealed his identity of who he really is. And that's probably why, you know, you have kind of this nickname broke boy. Um, but just curious, you know, why did you decide to go kind of that route of not doxing yourself? Uh, okay. So originally when I entered the space, uh, I did not plan to build anything. It was more so as an investor. So that was why, like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously I went with, like, Broke Boy 96, just, like, really to engage with the community members. Uh, obviously, I don't have, like, say, a profile picture of me as well, so people don't know who I am. And I guess, like, part of crypto is really uh, having, like, a NFT profile picture as, like, your identity. So there wasn't really any reason for me to dock. And I just felt like it wasn't, like, a exactly a wise decision to dox at that point of time if there's no reason because mm-hmm. obviously on the blockchain everything is public right so like uh people will know of your address and i don't really want people to know like say for example what i'm holding how much i'm holding or like be able to track like uh all i guess like by uh crypto activities as well because that could mm-hmm. and especially if i'm doxed that could actually translate back to like say uh, I guess like real world issues where people like mm. might actually be able to like track you down and I think like one issue that most uh, I guess like some builders have dealt with is that they actually receive like death threats or whatever towards them or their family especially when they are dogs and like mm. uh, most of these time these threats are like fake or whatsoever but it's just like something that I would rather avoid if yeah. like I don't have to deal with yeah yeah, that, that makes sense, um, especially like you're saying where it's like, you know, if you're making a lot of transactions on the blockchain and if you have a decent amount of money that's, you know, on the blockchain, people can see all that movement and they can see kind of what you're doing and then they can link that to a real person that, you know, that could give them reasons to make you a target for whatever reason or so, yeah, that that makes sense. It's, it's interesting to hear kind of your perspective on that. Um, and I know so for just so you know, like my audience isn't necessarily crypto people. It's kind of just, you know, mm. builders, makers. And so I would guess a lot of them aren't really familiar with that. Um, yeah. So thanks for explaining that to us. Yeah, um, no so worries. This is good. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is good. Uh, thanks for being on here. Um, I'm kind of doing like a little bit of a series, uh, like a, a dive into magic on this pod. Um, you know, typically this podcast is, um, well, I kind of came from a bootstrapping kind of realm um, where, you know, people are building business, solo businesses, they're indie hackers. Um, and so I'm kind of doing a little bit of a series of a dive into the treasure ecosystem. And so last episode was with Smelio, who's a builder. He's doing um, snack, small snack shop. Um, and so I'm, I'm, also, I'm glad to, happy to talk to you because you're working on a project called Magus, which, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but how I understand it is basically Magus is trying to come in and be kind of like the educator um, in the treasure space to help educate new people coming in, you know, how these different projects work, um, you know, what, what, what are the different projects, how do these NFTs work, and kind of just some education around the ecosystem. Um, did, I, did I miss anything there? Uh, yes, I think you got most of it. So uh, I guess in a way, like Magus is, uh, like the best way to describe it is that we aim to be kind of like a premier school in like treasure ecosystem. So we do have two projects that we are working on. So like what you just described was basically the first project, which is like the Genesis library. This is like kind of like a public library that's basically available to everyone who really wants to learn about the treasure ecosystem. Uh, we will be using like, we will be using the Genesis library as like not just an educational tool, but also like an onboarding tool and also a information and also like as an information aggregator for like everything treasure. So regardless of whether like players are searching for a beginner guide or like uh what about for example like what is treasure right or like introductory game guides on how do you play bridge world or even like a deeper strategy guide and even law or entertainment content you will be able to access them through the genesis library i guess in a way you can say we are trying to be the front page of the treasure ecosystem so this is really uh, a public good it's not really for profit is really to help grow the treasure ecosystem as like uh, most of the members like the six core members on the team right now all of us are doing it because we love the treasure ecosystem and we really want mm -hmm. to help to just uh, grow the ecosystem so our second project is uh, called the Megas Tower and this will be coming out uh, much later after the Genesis library so maybe in like the second half of the of 2022 right so this will be more of a personalized and immersive experience where players will be able to experience like the treasureverse or the treasure ecosystem through like a fantasy or magic tool. So uh, players in this school will be able to go through like uh, the whole treasure experience like either as a student, teacher, creator or a mix of them all. And we'll basically be using like storytelling, social incentives and also financial incentives to like help build this experience. Uh, we are also planning to use this as an attempt to uh, build a self-sustaining educational ecosystem using like a learn-to-earn and create-to-earn model. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's there's a lot there, um, which is pretty cool. So it so basically you've you started this out basically just building for the community, helping out the community, um, and I guess a good question to start out with is you know why what made you guys want to do that like what makes you want to help you know you're pretty much teaching the community and helping um, people in the treasure ecosystem like what made you guys want to do that 
Uh, okay, so I never thought I would build in crypto. Like, uh, I would say, uh, my background is marketing. I, I would say I have, I'm basically pretty much a fresh graduate. I have been working for like slightly below a year, but now I'm actually like leaving uh, my job to work on managers time. So I had always wanted to do my own businesses to a startup, but like I never thought that I would enter the crypto space because uh, to me, it felt like it's very technical. Like you need to have coding experience. You need to be like very well versed in DeFi, uh, for example. And for me, I don't code, so like it just felt like it will it would never be a match for me. And so, uh, when I first entered the treasure ecosystem, I never thought that I would end up building something. But I think what actually got me really motivated to start building was that uh, the community were very helpful when I first entered. Uh, information was like so spread out there wasn't like a really a centralized source to really get all the information i need get the education i need and uh, i do see how people would lose interest in the ecosystem and not being able to understand what treasure is building just because they can't really find the proper relevant information for it but fortunately for me the community members were really helpful and i felt i really felt a bond with these community members like i really grow to like uh feel like they are like my close friends even though i've never met them and from there uh, one of the other founders actually came to me with an idea of an educational game but i didn't want to build a game because i just feel like there are really so many games in treasure ecosystem uh so i wanted to really build the like a complementary thing that will help all these games grow so uh so that's how we started with building like a megas like as an educational platform where we will be able to help I guess like everyone to uh we'll be able to help all the projects take over the education and onboarding process so they can really focus on building great games and this way they will grow the ecosystem and as a huge gamer myself like uh that is actually one of my primary motivation for building megas just to see like the whole treasure ecosystem grow into like uh the vision that uh treasure dao has which is like a decentralized nintendo and like at that point, I will really be able to like say I helped to build this, and like I really enjoy being part of the ecosystem. That's awesome. Thanks for kind of sharing the the background behind that. I I think it's just it's really cool how a community like this has kind of come together, where it's like people are like helping each other for free, and that's you know that's how you guys kind of started. It's like the the community kind of teaches each other and helps each other, and I feel like that's that's kind of. I mean, I feel like that's kind of new in communities, um, especially in like NFT kind of communities where people are just very like incentivized to be a part of these communities because they have stake in the community. They're maybe holding NFTs, a part of the community, stuff like that. And so it's kind of an interesting um, thing that I think people listening will kind of find interesting, interesting that that's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit different. And um, I think there's some good things with it that come with that as well. Um, and it's, it's just cool to hear how like you guys are striving to basically help the community with teaching. And I think, you know, that's probably one of the biggest problems in NFTs in general right now is just, you know, there's a lot to figure out and there's a lot to learn to kind of understand NFTs and know how this technology works. And that's probably kind of one of the biggest phases of getting, you know, more people involved is just like having an, uh, an understanding of this technology. Um, and so anyone doing that, like helping with the onboarding, like you guys is, you know, really helping the whole ecosystem, um, which is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, so I want to go, since we're, we're kind of talking about treasure in this ecosystem, you know, in the last episode, um, for listeners, I, we kind of tried to basically explain what treasure is. Um, but since, and so, yeah, people can go back to kind of listen to that episode. But, you know, since you are, you know, you're teaching people what treasure yeah. is and what this stuff is, I'd be interested to kind of hear your shot of, like, explaining like what is the treasure ecosystem and why should people be interested in it okay so uh i will give a very like explain like i'm five explanations that make it great. uh because i think most of the people like you say most of the audience they aren't really like to the space right so it could be hard to understand if we are pretty technical but uh for those who really want to learn more about treasure they can always go to like startwithmagic.com which is like one of the which is a great onboarding and education site for treasure. Okay, so here goes. I would say uh, the best way to describe treasure DAO and what they are building is like they are kind of like a decentralized Nintendo or, web or game publisher. So they are building the hardware where games will be able to build on or like other projects will be able to build on which will be the software. So the way they are building this hardware is they are really building a uh, basic economic layer where like all these other web free or gaming projects can build on because one of the biggest issue for um, most i would say blockchain or nft games is that it is very hard to get the economics right to make sure like uh i would say the economy is sustainable and therefore making the game sustainable so what treasure does is they basically build this base economy economic layer and so uh which will help to which will act as the hardware where uh, developers can come in and just build their games, which is the software on top, without worrying about the hardware. Similar to how Nintendo had their Famicom and then uh, they built their Famicom and then other game developers of, uh, can build on top of the Famicom, right? So Treasure has their core games, such as the Bridge World, uh, Life, and also Small Brains. So I will compare this kind of to like how uh, Nintendo built the Mario. So all these games were to help to prove that the hardware itself works or the console works. And uh, after proving that all this console works before these games, like gaining popularity, all the projects will be like, hey, you should start to build on this hardware, which is how like all these other projects now, like I believe there's almost over 200 plus projects are now coming over to the treasure ecosystem, wanting to build on top of the treasure hardware. Right, that they have already built. So this hardware is actually, I would best explain it as a, it is a mix of magic, which is the native currency, and also the treasure NFTs, which is like the NFTs that kind of like represent the treasure ecosystem. They kind of serve as like composable building blocks, which in the future will help games to be able to closely integrate with each other as well. And therefore like creating a huge uh, metaverse or even like a gigaverse where metaverses are able to interact with each other which we call the treasureverse i think yeah that would be the best way i can explain it no yeah that was way. that was good i don't think we explained it that well last time um so yeah that was that was really good um i, I really like how you kind of dove into it being kind of the economic layer um, and kind of being the base for other people to build on top of, which, you know, is, I think, a really important point. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's a really challenging part of building like these NFT projects or building projects. Like there's a lot of projects on layer one that are coming out with their own, <clears throat> their own tokens. Um, and you know, some of those projects are doing okay with that, but kind of the problem I see with that is when you create a token, you know, that token needs to have utility in things that it actually does and that are valuable to people. And when you're, you're one team, you're one developer team, like it's really hard to build a ton of utility and, and can keep, um, up, you know, upgrading that token and, um, adding, adding new value to, to keep making that token valuable is like, that's a really hard job. And what treasure kind of does is they basically use one token called magic and allow all these other teams to basically be building into, into magic. And so magic becomes kind of an important token that's valuable in multiple different ways within these different projects, um, all in this ecosystem. And so then it's, it's not like all on the shoulders of one team to make this valuable. And, and then you, you know, from that, you can kind of see how this becomes like a valuable proposition to new teams, new projects that are coming out where they're like, well, I might as well go build on top of magic because there's a lot of stuff already happening there. There's a lot of community already there. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, I, I thought that was pretty interesting um, to think through that. And, and uh, you, you definitely brought that out in uh, your explanation. Um, the other cool thing is the treasures that you mentioned, like basically having NFTs that are usable within multiple different projects and integrated together. And I think we're just starting to see that now with, with treasure. Uh, I know there's a couple projects that are using the treasure NFTs and there, I know there's plans for more of them to, to start using those. Um, so it will definitely be interesting to see how the ecosystem evolves as more projects come online and um, they start integrating together and, and, and those kind of bonds become stronger and stronger. Um, that's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that. Um, that was really a, uh, yeah, pretty good, which which is good since you're working on Magus, and that's, I guess, kind of your job now is to, to teach people about the yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, I think one of the things we are trying to do is, uh, like, it's still a work in progress, but I guess we are really trying to create, like, an elevator pitch for the treasure ecosystem because, like, uh, it's really complex, right? Like, it's really hard to, like, explain, like, what the treasure ecosystem is, especially if you add the tech aspect. So like what we are really trying to also build now is like craft out like very simple to understand like elevator pitch that like where they five minutes can explain to people exactly like what treasure is and help them like really understand like the vision of the project like what the future of like treasure ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So I'm curious, like, what does the Magus team look like? I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, you guys are writing content right now. You're writing basically like blog posts that are explaining different aspects of the tre treasure ecosystem. So do you guys have like a, a little team of um, writers? Like how are you kind of building out this content? Okay, so, uh, okay, I'll briefly introduce the team. So uh, I'm Broke Boy, right? So I am the product and uh, coordination lead. So basically I coordinate the team uh, in terms of like meetings, meeting with like external parties such as Treasure Now, and I am also in charge of designing like say the Genesis library, also the Magus Tower. Uh, we have Robert Duckles, who is our partnership lead, so he is the one like helping in organizing events, 
uh, co-hosting events and also uh, really like taking out partners for us, especially like L1 partners where we can really help to partner to really onboard new people. Then we have uh, Smobly. He is our marketing and social lead. So he's in charge of all the social media posting, uh, hosting of faces, and also like uh, the marketing strategy for like, I guess, Megas in terms of pushing out to new people. Uh, we have Doby. He is our creative lead. He's in charge of all the art direction. And because our website will require illustrations and also like uh, NPC characters, he's also in charge of like drawing out these art characters as well. He's a really great artist. Uh, we have Pop Champion. He is our lead developer and also our current, uh, the only developer on the team right now. And then we have uh, Bethlet. He is our, he's an economist. So he helped us in terms of like, <coughs> In terms of like incentive design, uh, incentive schemes and so on, especially for like Mega Tower further down the road. So in terms of content, majority of the content uh is right now either written by me or edited by me. So we do have a community team that uh I'm really grateful for that helps us in like terms of like uh creating out this content that we currently have on our site. But in the longer term, especially like I would say in this uh not even game five, but just in the gaming gaming space, especially where the meta changes. Like having just like a core team of writers will not be enough to keep up with like the rate that things change. So we are really going to rely on the community, the community to help build out this content. So which was why we have a learn to earn and create to earn with the mega tower is to really incentivize creators to help create content and so on. Uh. So I would say an example is, I'm not sure if you know of Factra Life, which is they are like in a sense a game Wikipedia, uh, more, more famously known for like say the Dark Souls game and also like Elden Ring, you know of those games. Mm, uh, yeah, I've heard of those games. I haven't heard of that that content um, creation uh, community or, or whatever that is. Yeah, so they are, I guess, a game Wikipedia, right? And they have like tens of thousands or even more of content so they do have a lot of editors that help edit but most of this content is actually submitted by the community and that is what uh, Megas will also try to do down the line especially like once like say the treasure ecosystem has like uh, hundreds of games there's no way like we can hire enough people to like really write out all the content for this game especially when like, the game have updates and so on so we'll really be uh, relying on the community the community to help us like build out this content as well and we will also be like giving them incentives and even like uh it could be social incentives it could be financial incentives but to really just help them to i guess contribute to the ecosystem uh could be a this could be a bit unrelated but i would just say in the web free space itself it's really there's a lot talk about like how it's community first and so on right but i believe in such a community first space the community does have to be providing value back to the project and not just like uh i guess like taking value from the project so in this way we are really trying to also create an avenue where like all the community members will be able to help i guess create value for the project as well yeah yeah that that makes sense there's yeah that's that's pretty cool how you have you know you kind of have like those core members and then you have the system to have the community kind of help uh, build as well. And 
Yeah, I think this is just kind of an interesting part of Web3 where it's kind of going back to like people have skin in the game and it's like they probably want to help create content for this kind of stuff already because they are, you know, financially incentivized by being a part of Treasure DAO. They're in these projects. So everyone's just kind of like incentivized to help make this work. Um, but you did kind of touch on maybe one of the parts that can be negative, I think. And we've seen this some um, within the Web3 space where, you know, it's basically just what are people's motives? Like if their motives are to like really help build a community, build a project, build an ecosystem like Treasure for the long term, like that's that's awesome. That's great. But we have seen some people where they kind of have more negative motives where they're just kind of a part of it just to kind of get their money out of it and kind of just to... They're not, they don't really care about anyone else. They're just trying to hear to, to, um, yeah, basically, uh, leech off of the projects that are already doing well and just like kind of take their share somehow. So yeah, curious what you think about that problem kind of within the ecosystem as a whole and how to kind of combat against that. So, uh, I would say these guys are like, I guess, uh, to put it in a nicer way, they are investing in the project when they buy the tokens, right? Even if they don't plan to play the games or whatsoever. Uh, I would think it's really unavoidable that because it's like web free, right? Decentralized, so we can't really get that they buy the tokens, right? So I would say it's mm -hmm. really unavoidable that we do get like investors that will not really helping to grow the ecosystem where they are really just here for profit. Uh, I would say most of the people in the space now are really, uh, there is definitely some like financial motivation, but we also do see a lot of members who are really creating content, not just because of like financial incentives, but because they really want to grow the treasure ecosystem. We see that a lot through like uh, Twitter threads and so on. Of course, the financial motivation could be part of the factor, but some of them really spend like lots of time say, creating free content, to really just educate people or just because they enjoy it or and i would say even if we look at the traditional gaming space there are a lot of content creators that do it even if they are not getting paid but uh, because of the social incentive which is like uh people liking the content they like and discussing about like say their gameplay and also just because of the love of the game so i would say uh mm -hmm. the way for us to really combat against like just people who are purely in for financial incentives that uh treasure ecosystem is a game it's a gaming ecosystem it definitely need to have fun games and by having fun games we will start to slowly start to have a lot more investors who are definitely driven by financial motivations but they will also be driven by uh the fun aspect of the ecosystem or the game mm -hmm. and that is why they are also coming which is uh yeah. which actually brings me to the point of like how Treasure tries to, instead of using like standard methods of raising liquidity, such as offering high APR, they try to gamify their liquidity so that people would uh, basically have to provide liquidity to experience like say a feature in the game, right? Uh, so in doing so, these people who are providing liquidity to experience this feature in the game, they're actually not getting, they definitely can get better like financial incentives elsewhere. But they are doing so because they want to play the game. And so as yeah. the treasure ecosystem becomes like bigger and there's much more things to do, 
and the games become much more fun, much more developed, I believe like the problem of like people leeching off the ecosystem will still exist, but it will be much lesser compared to now. Yeah. No, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there where it's like, that's what kind of makes treasure different. And I, and I noticed this, like I've, I've hung out and been in different layer one Ethereum projects and there's just not much going on. There's not really a ton to do. It's kind of just like you're holding an NFT image usually, basically, <laughs> um, where, you know, you come into treasure and there's just a lot of game mechanics. There's like GameFi, which, you know, is like um, finance kind of mixed with the game world. Um, and it's, it is more fun, like you're saying. And I think you can see that in the treasure ecosystem where it's like people are really into this because they enjoy being here and they're into this community because they, they enjoy being a part of the process. They enjoy part of the being part of the building as a community. And it does kind of create this stickier motivation for people that's more underlying where it's like people just want to be a part of this community because they like what's going on. They're enjoying being a part of it. And um, I think you're you're right there that that's that's kind of the only way to kind of get people to have better motives is have I guess better reasons for them to be there and and be a part of the community that maybe are more than just financial motives which that's mostly what we see in a lot of the layer layer one kind of projects um, so I, I definitely noticed it when I came into the treasure ecosystem like people are just a lot more friendlier they're a lot more inviting nice and just kind of interested in in new people coming in um, and and just kind of helping to share kind of how the ecosystem works and just being like excited about it in in general so I definitely noticed that which was which was pretty cool yeah 100 percent because uh, I would say a lot of games in the crypto space now what they are offering is really financial benefits but treasure is trying to really offer not just financial benefits but also like uh, the fun factor and also like the social incentives or social benefits as well so like i think yeah. one way they do it is like such as like uh, for small brains right they have that changing land at the start which really help to build a lot of interest excitement and it gets people speculating and once people get so much more involved in this space uh financial motivations it become just one aspect of the reason why they are invested. Like there will be so many people now who say, "Oh, I'm not selling a small brain cost." Like even if they are down or even if they are still in profit, they w they won't sell cost. They feel part of the community, and they know if they sell it, they uh they can still be part of the community, but they feel like they will be losing out some parts of some mm -hmm. aspects of it, especially uh once like the games go live and you need these like characters to be involved in the game. These uh, players will definitely want to play with their friends, right? So they will need to have like the NFT characters so that they will be able to be involved in the game and play with their friends. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Broke Boy, thanks a ton for coming on and kind of sharing what you're up to as a builder. It's really interesting to kind of hear kind of this new space for a lot of listeners of like, you know, what's it, what's it look like to be a, a maker in this kind of new Web3 space? especially in the treasure ecosystem. So yeah, thanks for sharing um, your knowledge with us. It was definitely um, very interesting and, and awesome to hear. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll put some show notes. Um, I'll, I'll put some links in the show notes of where people can find you, where they can find Magus, um, what you're working on. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me here in a while. All right, bye everybody. See you next time.